Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Inspire to Action podcast. If you're listening to this in real time, meaning when this post or podcast actually airs, I hope you had a great Mother's Day yesterday. I hope you felt loved and cared for. And even if you didn't know that your children, whether they're able to express it or not, or your husbands, whether they know how to communicate it or not, you are valued and you are loved and you are making a difference in the lives of the people in your home and in your family. So I want to honor you as a mother. I want to honor you for what you do and the time and the energy and the love and the emotion that you invest into all of the people around you. You are growing as a person. You're growing as a mom, as a believer, and I just want to honor you for that. So um, in in today's episode, I'm chatting with my friend Jessie Connolly. She writes at naptimediaries.com, and you're going to love her. If you enjoy this podcast and the things that I generally talk about, I love Jessie, and I know that you're going to really enjoy it as well. We talk about a lot of things, but because she has a lot of things happening in her life, we go into how she sets boundaries so that she can keep the most important things, the most important things. We talk about how she makes date nights happen consistently with her husband. We talk about goals and community building. She's moved just a few times in the last few years, and she talks about how she builds community in wherever she goes. And we also discuss mornings and her morning routine and the different anchors that she has in the midst of a sometimes chaotic life. So We have good stuff for you today, and if you enjoy it, I hope you'll go over to my other podcast. I don't know if you knew this, but I have two podcasts, actually. The other one is called How They Blog, and you can go to howtheyblog.com to listen to that podcast, or you could go in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this and just search for How They Blog, and you'll find that podcast there as well, because I'm also chatting with Jesse over there. So let's jump into the episode today, and then at the end of this podcast, I have a fun little news piece, I guess, and thank you for you at the end. So let's jump into our chat today with Jesse Connolly. Hey, Jesse, thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, how are you? Glad to be here. I am so glad you're here. I saw your picture on Instagram and it sounds like you're comfy in your bed while we are chatting right now. Yes, I am. I'm totally working from bed, which is um, like almost silly. I have like a great office downstairs, <laughs> but it's just one of those days. I felt like I need to be in bed today. <laughs> very nice. You do have a very, very cool office. Oh, thank I you. I like it a lot. It's inspiring. Well, thank you. I, it's funny. I rarely actually work in there. I don't write a ton in there or blog or, um, or do as much in there, but we still need it. Um, to hold everything for our shop. We need it to hold mm. products and shipping materials. So um, 
it gets to stay a little bit neater and it doesn't actually function as like an, an office writing so, space. <laughs> so your very cool office is essentially a glorified storage room. It basically <laughs> we have really pretty storage space. We actually took the like massive desk out and just put, um, yeah, mostly just rolling carts in. So, mm. and you usually do your writing and stuff like out when the kids are running around and, and you're in the middle of things. Is that right? Um, actually, no, um, writing is the one thing I typically save for like for either, um, I have a nanny once a week, so, or I'm sorry, twice a week. So once a week I use her for things like this for, um, meetings. And then once a week I try to do a whole day of creating content, whether that's writing or designing. Um, so I actually try to do almost all my writing for the week on that one day while I'm at a coffee shop or very like smart here and I'm up, up in my room, something very like that. Smart. Yeah. Um, well, before we get too far into it, would you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my name is Jesse Connolly. I have been blogging at Naptime Diaries, um, and actually had a different name for a few years, but for almost about 10 years of the same blog. And, um, my husband and I have been married. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, almost 10 years. And my husband and I have been married almost 10 years. Wow. And that's a really long time to be blogging. Yeah. It's a really long time. <laughs> I realized a, a few months ago that I had said, I kept saying seven years. And I think my husband or somebody was like, you know, you, you said that like three years ago. I was like, oh, <laughs> Because, yeah, it was it was 2005 when I started blogging, like the beginning of 2005. So I'm coming up on like nine and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, and yeah, different iterations, but Naptime Diaries has been the longest um, and really switched it over to, to that format um, in 2009 after I had my third baby. So my husband and I are in ministry. We've been in ministry the whole time we've been married in some form. Um, and we have moved a ton. We have moved 10 times in nine years. Wow. And, um, we are currently in Charleston, South Carolina, where we just, um, planted our first kind of solo church. Just my husband is the, is the lead pastor right now. Um, in January. So we just planted, just started the church in January and started having public services. And we have four kids now. Our older three are super close together, but they're, they're growing. So now they're five, six, and seven. And I also have a baby who is, um, I say he's a baby, but he's coming up on a year and a half old. So, um, yeah, we, we, I run the blog right for the blog. I also, um, run a scripture print shop that my husband and I started in 2011 where we sell eight by 10 prints, 11 by 14 prints, canvases and fun little products with scripture on them. And, um, also helped start the influence network and the influence conference. Um, and that's kind of my, that's kind of my deal right now. So basically you really don't have very much going on and you kind of just sit around in bed (laughs) eating bonbons all the time, right? Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do sit in bed. <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. People, when I tell people about our life, like they typically are like, "Oh, well, not, you know, so much." There's a lot there, but it's funny. This is like a, the most stable, um, and really like, um, this is one of the most 
most rhythmic and like normal seasons we've ever had in our life. So for us, um, even though we have a lot going on, it's, it, it feels very manageable because my husband and I are both very like, we're very scheduled rhythmic people. Um, so we're for the first time in our life, like we're not moving for a long time. Um, you know, when I go on a run, I think like, this is the same route that I'm going to run for, you know, possibly 20 to 30 years. (laughs) crazy and like crazy life giving. And, um, like our kids are now in public school. So our kids go to school at the same time, come home at the same time. We have a nanny at the same time every week. So it's just, it, it feels very manageable to us because it's routine. So tell me, what are some of the anchors that you have? I mean, you have had a lot going on with nine moves, all these things happening in the midst of all that. How have you had anchors that have kind of helped stabilize you in just the midst of all that crazy? Oh, that's a great question and such a great phrase. I actually, um, I'm getting a tattoo. I've been planning on my second tattoo for a long time and I want it to be the words, um, wild anchor written on my, um, because I actually wrote a blog post in the midst of the crazy, um, a few years ago, I wrote a blog post called, um, wild anchor about how I wanted to be a wild anchor for our family, like willing to, to be crazy and say like, let's move again. Sure. Why not? Um, but also, you know, have a strong sense of home. Um, so I love that question. So insightful. Um, for me, mornings, I I think you mentioned that already. I, mornings are a huge anchor for me. I, um, I have like an internal body alarm that goes off around like 4.50 in the morning and I am not like a superhero. I want to do all the things, but if I can, if I can wake up and be by myself for some amount of time, um, I really don't care like what's happening, where I'm at, what's going on, what, what, what the day looks like, but it's a great day. If I have, you know, somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour and a half, just sitting really quietly by myself and hopefully reading the Bible. Um, and my kids are early risers too. So that's why it has to happen pretty early. (laughs) (laughs) But now that they're older and they're starting to read, there's like a pretty strict rule. Like if you're going to be down here, if I have my Bible, you have to have your Bible Mm -hmm. and you be quiet with no words. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With no words. (laughs) No talking. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say definitely mornings are a huge anchor for me. Um, I'm a really... Um, I'm an introvert, but I'm a really quick community builder. So, um, I don't, I typically, when we move or when we're in a season, I don't take a long time to try to make a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it would be very jarring to move so many times or, or like start so many things and have different friends. But for me, if I kind of know I have one to two people wherever I'm at that, um, that I can like do life with and, you know, drop my kids off really quickly if I need to, or have them over, or, um, that's like, that's just been a really good anchor for me. And it's been a sweet way to also meet so many people who are so different than I am because we've lived in so many different places. So, um, it's really good and humbling for me also to just, to just know like, Oh, there's these totally different types of people. Um, so I would say both of those are, are mine. My husband would definitely just be a third. We're like, we're big date night people. We have a date night every single, every single week as like rhythmically as we can. Um, wherever we live, we just kind of like beg someone to stay with our kids. Um, and that's really helpful too. So, so let's say you move somewhere new and you 
maybe don't know as many people. How have you, what are some, are there any creative ways you've made that date night happen? Yeah. When you didn't have the money for a babysitter or you didn't have a friend in the area or whatnot. Yeah. Well, I, we're big, I mean, and I should say this too. Yeah. We're big at home date people too. So if we have to literally just being super intentional to put kids to bed, like order out, maybe not make the food or maybe like my husband will make the food or maybe literally sometimes we, we don't eat anything. (laughs) It's like a cup of coffee (laughs) and then try to not cook is all it takes. I feel like we have a night off Mm -hmm. and just labeling it. I bet exactly makes the difference. And you know, too, when you're, when you're a blogger or when you have a creative business, um, I think even people who have really strict boundaries about like, we don't work at night. We've, we've been those people before where we're like, we don't work at night. And then we just realized like some of our work is very life-giving and it's Mm -hmm. fun for us to do at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's good, but it sometimes means we have to be even more intentional to say like, okay, this night uh, for us, it's like almost always Thursdays. I don't, I don't. I don't like quickly, really quickly write a blog. I don't have, um, I won't do any online classes. I don't have meetings, that type of thing. Um, and yeah, if we can find a babysitter to like trade with great, if not, um, you know, just putting the kids to bed as early as possible (laughs) and looking at each other, talking, um, sometimes not talking. I'm, we're both introverts and I'm like a, I'm a verbal processor and an intense thinker. So sometimes we'll have date nights where we realize like we need to just not talk tonight. (laughs) We need to be and watch a movie and and be good with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's interesting with all of the things that you do have going on. I like that you have these anchors. And you also mentioned the word boundaries. And I would imagine that is a key factor as well. You have these certain things that you do, your, your morning times, your community, you know, date nights with your husband, and yeah. those are your anchors along the way. But I imagine you also have some very specific boundaries that allow you to do all of these different things. Um, and I'm just, we, this isn't something we talked about before, so I'm just guessing here. Um, but would you say that's true? I would. I would say, um, just like I'm a planner, I think... Um, my boundaries are, are, they are, they're very, um, strategically placed. And I typically, I, I find when I communicate with women about boundaries, I'm glad you brought that up because I like, I do like talking about it. I actually just got done reading a great book, I think by Henry Cloud called Boundaries. Have you read that? Oh, I, I I'm trying to remember if I read it or listened to the ebook, but I think, I, yeah. I think I read one for kids. Boundaries oh. with children or something has like crayons on the front. Yes. Yes. I think they did write a children's version. I need to read that next. But, um, yeah, I find when I talk about boundaries that, um, people, um, (laughs) that if I start to really express my boundaries, like it will almost freak people out because they're so specific. Um, okay. Freak freak us out then. Okay. Um, Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one, for example, text messages. Um, at any given time I, I might have like 60 to 80 text messages on my phone, um, waiting to be answered because I'm a little like stringent about scheduling about when I answer them. Hmm. So I typically don't answer text messages from eight to noon, um, because I'm working and I also have a baby. So if I'm, if, 
if, you know, I, again, I should, I need to come up with a new word. I have a toddler. Um, so <laughs> he is napping or occupied. I'm working or if I have a nanny, I'm working. Um, and then like noon to two, <laughs> noon to two, I'll answer text messages. Two to two forty-five, I do not answer text messages. <laughs> um, when I'm in the carpool line, I'll catch up if there's any that I don't that I haven't answered for the day. And then from three to eight, I try to not, I try to not look at my text messages. Okay, I'm pretty sure you're speaking my love language here. This, that's, <laughs> I'm so glad. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't always do. I mean, I make those lists all the time of yeah. exactly when I'm going to do things. I don't always stick to them though. So I love but it hearing helps. that. Yes. Yes. It's, like, it's it's a boundary that I set with grace, you know, and if I decide to bend it, it's fine. But yeah, just knowing it in my head, um, that helps a ton. I have, I, I also have, I just have, I'm sure you're the same way. I just have lots of little like, um, boundaries and constricted like plans and self-proclaimed rules that, mm-hmm. that just help me function better. Um, do you just naturally stick with those because it's your personality or is it a difficult choice sometimes and how do you make that choice? Sometimes it is a really difficult choice. For example, um, the three to eight phone thing, that has been on my goal sheet since January. So I put it as like a daily goal, like phone free three to 8 p.m. Um, and um it's a hard one. And there are whole months where I, I, I do my goals each month and there are whole months where I have to say like, okay, this was a struggle. Um, another one for me is I have been trying since January to set a really intentional bedtime. And so I just, I've been trying to like pattern my nights the same way I pattern my mornings. Mm-hmm. And so if I wake up at a specific time, why wouldn't I go to bed at a specific time and do a like pretty specific routine? Right. Um, and I would say I'm about halfway through, but it's taking some, it's taking some serious pushing, um, like against my own self to, to say like, I, you know, I said that because it was a wise thing to do. I mean, I'd like to get a little bit closer each day. Um, yeah. So I, I think sometimes they do come really naturally and sometimes, um, you know, I never have to verbalize them to anyone else and they're just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and other times I really have to say to people, like, I could use help with this, like to my husband with the bedtime, like I could really use help with this intentional bedtime. Um, will you kind of like pressure me if you see yeah. me starting a project at 10 PM? You know? <laughs> so I do, I do that too. Um, so, well, and I think probably what helps you, I'm, I'm like being all therapist today. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I love it. Um, is that you're not just setting the boundaries just because boundaries are a good idea, but you mentioned this earlier that you have goals yes. and things that you want to accomplish. And these boundaries are just there so that you can accomplish goals. Like if people played football on a football field then and there were no boundaries, then people would just run off crazy and it wouldn't even be an interesting game because people would be running all over the planet. But the boundaries are there to keep the game focused and moving forward and interesting and fun. And you have those boundaries in your life, even though they're hard to abide by at times, I'm sure. They're to help you, you know, make the touchdown <laughs> to yeah. reach the goal. Exactly. Um, how do you, what is your process for setting goals and how often do you review them? Um, yeah, I would love to share about that. <laughs> I am a goal freak. I think we're like I think we're 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 like twins or something. I, I don't it. know. 
I love this. Okay. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I joked this year. <laughs> you'll, you'll hopefully get a kick out of this. I don't know, Kat, you may not be as like emotional as I am. I'm, I'm like very goal and strategic oriented, but I'm also very emotional. So I joked with someone the other day, I was telling them about my like New Year's Day this year. Um, and New Year's Day is literally my favorite day of the year, <laughs> um, as you can imagine, because I'm a goal setter. But this year on New Year's Day, true story, I literally like cried the whole day because I was just so overwhelmed and happy and like excited. And also, I think this is um, I've gotten to a place in blogging and my online life that people are starting to realize, like, oh, this is her thing. She's into goals. So, um, and, and obviously too, in my personal life, like I, I want to be people's cheerleader and this year specifically was the first year where I felt really overwhelmed (laughs) because so many people were telling me their goals. (laughs) I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's your day. This is the big day. So I literally cried the whole day because I was like, (laughs) it's so exciting. Everybody Uh, listening is probably like, wow, (laughs) they are so interesting. (laughs) Um, so now back to the very serious question <laughs> that my goals, it's never emotional. Not at all. It's really, <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite tool for goal setting is I use Laura Casey's power sheets. Have you ever used those I or have. seen them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, they work, they tend to work really, really well for me. Well, see the thing that you have going for you is that you have incredible handwriting. I've been sort of, I have them. But I've been afraid to use them, even though she says not to be afraid to use them. But I'm afraid to use them because my handwriting is going to ruin them because they're so pretty. And you have, like, script handwriting. So, so but you know what I do with mine now? Maybe this will help you. Well, I'll tell you as I tell you my process. Okay. So, yeah, I use Laura Casey's Power Sheets. Basically, for people who aren't familiar with them, they're um, they're a great little tool. It's just a pack of um, maybe, like, 50 sheets of paper. And the first 10 or so pages are really designed – to um, help you get to what matters, help you get to like what your big things are. From there, you kind of set five big intentions, five big goals for a six-month period. And then she gives you tools to break those down by month, by week, by day. Um, so I that this is my first six-month session using them. I have literally already bought um, mine for the next six months, even though they won't start until July. Because you're and, a planner. Because I'm a planner, and you'll die hearing this cat. You, I, t- I joke with Laura. She's a friend of a friend of mine, a new friend of mine that I'm I'm so blessed by. But I I feel like such a stalker because <laughs> I um I probably bought 15 sets of power sheets for women I know. Um, I gave them out as Christmas gifts the other day. Uh, just last week, I ordered seven sets in one day because if I'm gonna <laughs> buy a woman a gift, like I'm like you need power sheets. Let me get. No wonder she's your new friend. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, thanks, I appreciate it. Um, no, yeah, she's she's doing fine without my seven sets. But, <laughs> um, I do really like to to give them to women and share them. But so I set the I set the five intentions for the six months, and then literally today today's the thirtieth, and I before before I was talking to you, I was looking at, over my main goals and just really solidifying those. Um, but yeah, Kat, this is what I was going to suggest for you. I actually, after I set my month goals, I make a digital version um, that's usually like something cute with like some kind of like background picture and then them written out really nicely. And I blog those um, mm. because I know obviously Lara gives these amazing power sheets. She prefers that people wouldn't like share them all over the internet pictures right. of. 
So, um, so I'm, I redo mine with just my main month goals listed, um, and share those. And then I have a, like a really pretty copy, you know, that I keep on my desk, um, that isn't my handwriting because thank you for saying it's nice, but even it kind of feels a little wild and crazy to me. And then I'm, and then I don't worry about messing up the like goal planning sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, I do that for the month. And then I would say almost every day, um, for maybe four times a week, um, I will just flip those open. Um, and, and kind of look over like, okay, where am I at with these, with the big month goals, with the weekly things. Um, and then about the same, maybe four to five times a week, I, um, I keep a running to-do list. Um, that's really everything I've, before I've done different things where I've separated out like work, business, personal, but now I realize it's just easier for me if I start one list on Monday and I keep it going till Friday of just kind of of to do. So it might be new things that crop up, but a lot of them start from my goal sheets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. Um, something that I need to pick back up. I did for quite a while and I haven't done for the last week or two, but I just got an ugly spiral notebook because I felt that that was appropriate for my handwriting. (laughs) And uh, I would rewrite my goals every day. Um, and and I'm sure, you know, down the line, generations will find that notebook and think I'm so OCD to write down the exact same thing every day. But it really helped me to keep those in mind and every day be accountable to because I, I try to write my goals in the present tense. So I don't I wouldn't say that I want to help my kids have a quality, quiet time with God every day. I, I, I'll write um, I help. I have helped my kids. I don't. I don't remember exactly what the verbiage is, but I write it in the present tense. My kids have a great quiet time, and I'm teaching them how to love Jesus and pray and worship every day. So, that awesome. and so I, that keeps me. That makes me be like, okay, am I writing down? Am I am I lying as I'm writing down writing this down, or am I truly in the process of that? And it it has helped keep me accountable because it's easy to set goals, and for a lot of us, or maybe just the two of us, it's really fun to set goals. Yeah. But it's in the reviewing that the goals, I think, actually become true. I think so. I think I really do. I And I, I think that's so wise. I think it's so wise to write them in the present tense. I'm definitely going to have to adopt that. Um, I think that's really wise. But, yeah, I. it's funny. As, as this has become, like, a thing for me, um, I've really – I mean – this is a great place to say this. I've really had to be cautious about how I talk about them because, um, Kat, I wonder if you struggle with this too. A lot of times when I share my goals, a lot of times, um, I will get kind of some feedback that's like, Oh, aren't you ambitious? Or like, must be nice to try to get so much done. Or, um, I could never, I could never plan like that. Or I could never go like that. And, um, I've really wrestled with, is it okay? Is it okay to share? Like, this is how I do this. And these are how I plan these things. Um, or is that discouraging for women who aren't like me? Um, and I'm kind of settled on, I think I, I think I'm really like called to share my goals, share how I share, how I plan. Um, because I do think it's such a helpful tool, but to always just give like heaps and heaps and heaps of grace and say like, this might not be what works for you Mm -hmm. at all. Um, but I think you're right. I think everybody can just use some reviewing, whether it's reviewing specific to-do lists or, or just major goals. Um, 
I think just for your viewing, like this is what I'm about and this is, this is who I am and this is what I'm called to. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been, I can't remember what triggered it, but I've been thinking so much lately about how none of us, none of us is really special. Yes. Uh, you know, there's nothing different about Corey Ten Boom or Mother Teresa or, uh, you know, Steve Jobs or a real Steve Jobs is not fit in there. But, you know, anybody <laughs> who has I was trying to avoid athletes because some people have athletic talent, but um, there's not really anything different about anybody who is successful in the world's eyes versus somebody who doesn't really achieve very much. It's all just about learning and being willing to do hard things. I have just been inspired by the fact that there is absolutely nothing in this world keeping anybody listening, whoever you are listening right now, wherever you're at, whether you're in the middle of changing a diaper or you're sweeping the floor or doing dishes, there is absolutely no reason why couldn't be completely transformed if that's what God had for you and why and there's no reason why in you know next year everything that is in your life right now that you feel like is a weakness or a failure couldn't be transformed into something that is a strength and is used for his glory there's absolutely no reason why and not not because of your own doing but because of his grace and by you know choosing to do I mean we do have to do hard things sometimes too but um, yeah, I've just been really inspired by that lately and wanting to communicate that to people because there's nothing different. I'm not naturally an organized, planny kind of person. I just know what I want and I want to move forward in that. I love that. I love that so much. You cut out for some of it, but every bit of what I heard, oh. I was like, yes, I was like totally cheering. <laughs> oh, I see. I did, oh, I did I cut heard, out. It's okay. I heard. I heard most of what you said. It's so funny. I had a conversation last night where um, I was sitting around with my husband and some folks left over from our family group of our church. And I was really saying like very similar. I felt like the Lord just like downloaded this thing into my heart for the first time that I was like, oh, I think this is something I can just like stand on and keep saying and keep saying to myself that, um, right, that, that thing of like women telling you like, oh, you're inspiring or this is so inspiring. And I knew something in my heart really bristled against that. And it's the same thing with the goals. Like, oh, your goals are inspiring. Or how you do that. I could never do that. Um, I knew something in me didn't resonate with that, but I wasn't sure what it was. Um, and I finally realized I don't I don't think any of us are called to be inspiring or special, mm-hmm. you said. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of us are really, I think all of us, I think all of us are really just called to be inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, we just totally redid our blog site and I knew the, the tagline I wanted to use was inspiration in the thick of it. And I felt like for the first time this, these past few weeks, um, I really started to see like, I, I am not the inspiration for women who, who are in the thick of it. Um, but me being inspired by the Lord, um, me being inspired by what inspires me is, is just all that there's all that I'm supposed to offer up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that really, yeah, none of us are called to be special or inspiring or, um, or any of that. We're just all supposed to live in an inspired way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I echo that wholeheartedly. 
Well, Jesse, I am so glad that you could join us today and we could nerd out on goals and planning and stuff. Where can people find you online as they're heading out yeah. from this podcast? Yeah, I promise I won't, I won't, you won't find any weird videos of me crying about goals. <laughs> it's tidy. So, um, just kidding. Uh, I am, you can find me on my blog, naptimediaries.com um, backslash blog. If you go to the site, there's lots of fun stuff there actually about being inspired and that type of thing. Our shop is naptimediaryshop.com. And I am for now, eventually maybe switching over to something else, but for now, for the next few months, at least I am naptime diaries on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, everything. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Very cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. I really appreciate it. All right. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And again, if you want to hear more from Jesse and more how she runs her business, how she manages all of that along with the rest of her life, you can go over to howtheyblog.com and check out that podcast with her as well. Or again, if you're listening in iTunes or in Stitcher, then you can download the episode there. Just search for How They Blog and you'll find it. So I wanted to say thank you guys for a fun little thing that surprised me last night. I was looking in iTunes and checking the podcast rankings for kids and family, which I do every now and then, I will confess. And normally I'm just excited for it to be on the top podcasts chart, which encompasses, I think, 300 different podcasts because it's a very, very general, very general group of podcasts. Everything from old radio shows to Dennis Rainey and Kevin Lehman and all these, you know, parenting experts, all the way down to, you know, a podcast like this one. And so normally I'm really excited just for it to be in the top 200. But I checked last night and it was number 31. That blew me away. And that can only be attributed to you guys and the reviews that you leave and the fact that you're subscribing to the podcast and downloading it and listening to it and telling your friends about it. So I just wanted to say thank you. That kind of made my day because I know that that helps confirm to me that what I'm sharing is connecting with you and it's encouraging you and it's making a difference. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that. And in Stitcher, in the kids and family section, I think it was like number six. So wow, thank you for that fun encouragement. And I just want to say thank you to a few people who left reviews. We have... Um, uh, Caleb Harris Sagana and Christine Riddle and Kiki Simpson Goo and Nisha 612 Game Player 99876. Y'all, thank you for doing that. That really made my day. And um, I, I hope that it's exposed the podcast to a few more people and given them some encouragement as well. So just thank you guys for doing that. I'm, I'm enjoying that we can go on this journey together, that we can learn together, that I can share people that inspire me with you, and hopefully they inspire you and impact you as well. So thanks for doing that, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode of the Inspire to Action podcast. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspire to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day.